It's another Christmas song. Ready, brother, for another Christmas song They play for a month ad infinitum One day it struck me, someone must write them So, it's another Christmas song Welcome to the Real Estate Reality Show This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage Whether you're moving across the street or across the country Call Arrow Moving and Storage 719-325-6341 now, your host and back-to-back Best of the Springs Realtor, Justin Hermes. Royalty earning Christmas song. I've got plenty more, so go buy a modem. Log on to iTunes and pay to download them. Pay for another Christmas song. Okay, folks, thanks for joining me. Another show here of Real Estate Realities. And bear with me here as my voice is a little hoarse. But today is a very special day, obviously. It is uh, Christmas oh, oh, Eve, oh. and we're going to clear the deck. We're not going to talk any real estate there is no bad for this show it's all good right because this is an unbelievable holiday christmas is one of my favorites and the the real meaning behind it is our lord and savior came into this world lived among us and he died for our sins gave gave us the greatest gift we could ever receive and it's a free gift it's one of the best gifts ever and so when i was thinking what do i talk about on christmas eve because You can't talk real estate. You just can't because life is so much deeper than real estate. And I started thinking to myself, when I was a kid, my grandmother read me this book, Why the Chimes Rang. And then my aunt started reading it to me. My mother's read it to me a few times as well. And I started thinking, geez, that kind of coincides with my show and what the real, real meaning is of my real estate show. And that is a spirit of giving and giving back because real estate's amazing. Don't get me wrong, you can create a lot of wealth, passive income, but I've always said, you know, at the end of every show, use the gifts God has given you, give back to somebody else, bring the joy to someone else. And so as we're in this Christmas season, I just challenge you to really think hard about that. And if you've been blessed, and I know many of you out there who listen to the show I've worked with, I've helped you pick up some investment properties, and I just challenge you to say, hey, how can I give back? And it may not be financially, it may be time, right? But to just take the time during this Christmas season and really think of others and the impact you can make in other people's lives. I think it is a, it's a very, very special thing. It gives you the most joy because if you've made money, you understand it doesn't bring complete satisfaction. The greatest satisfaction is giving to somebody else where there's no strings attached. You're not getting anything back right? And that is what this story holds. And it is not who gives the most, right? It isn't, hey, look at me. I gave thousands of dollars. It can be somebody who has hardly anything to give, who steps up and and gives from the heart. And that is such a special thing. So thank you for spending this year with me. It's such a blessing to be on the radio with you. I thank God for the ability and the health and the relationships I've built through this radio show and getting to share with you every Sunday. And from the bottom of my heart, I I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and stick around after these messages because this story is going to give you an amazing outlook, not only on Christmas, but what life is truly about. I'm happy to have my mother, Mary Jane Fletcher Hermes, who's going to be coming on after the break and going to be sharing with you a very, very special 
story on this Christmas Eve. We'll be right back. You're listening to Justin Hermes, KRDO News Radio. want to sing along to my humble yuletide dreamed up poolside Christmas song. Make it a part of your holiday canon. Make it the heart of my retirement planning. Do sing another Christmas song. Beat it into a balance. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow. But have a cup of cheer. We're back to the Real Estate Reality Show with Justin Hermes. This segment is brought to you by HouseCheck, servicing the front range of Colorado Springs for over 25 years with the most complete and personalized home inspection. Call them now for more information at 719-266-1645. Have a holy jolly Christmas And in case you didn't hear Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. Okay, folks, thanks for joining me. Today is a very special day, Christmas Eve, and we're going to clear the deck because this is an unbelievable holiday. I'm happy to have my mother, Mary Jane Fletcher Hermes, sharing with you a very, very special story. There was once in a faraway country where few people have ever traveled, a wonderful church. It stood on a high hill in the midst of a great city. And every Sunday, as well as on sacred days like Christmas, thousands of people climbed the hill to its great archways, looking like lines of ants, all moving in the same direction. When you came to the building itself, You found stone columns and dark passages and a grand entrance leading to the main room of the church. This room was so long that one standing at the doorway could scarcely see to the other end where the choir stood by the marble altar. In the farthest corner was an organ and this organ was so loud that sometimes when it played, the people for miles around would close their shutters and prepare for a great thunderstorm. Altogether, no such church as this was ever seen before, especially when it was lighted up for a festival and crowded with people, young and old. But the strangest thing about this whole building was the wonderful chime of bells. At one corner of the church was a great gray tower with ivy growing over it as far as one could see. I say as far as one could see because the tower was quite great enough to fit the great church. And it rose so far into the sky that it was only in very fair weather that anyone claimed to be able to see the top. Even then, one could not be certain that it was in sight. Up and up and up climbed the stones and the ivy, and as the men who built the church had been dead for hundreds of years, everyone had forgotten how high the tower was supposed to be. Now all the people knew that at the top of the tower was a chime of Christmas bells. They had hung there ever since the church had been built, and were the most beautiful bells in the world. 
Some thought it was because a great musician had cast them and arranged them in their place. Others said it was because of the great height which reached up where the air was clearest and purest, however that might be. No one who had ever heard the chimes denied that they were the sweetest in the world. Some described them as sounding like angels far up in the sky. Others as sounding like strange winds singing through the trees. But the fact was that no one had heard them for years and years. There was an old man living not far from the church who said that his mother had spoken of hearing them when she was a little girl, and he was the only one who was sure of as much as that. They were Christmas chimes, you see, and were not meant to be played by men or on common days. It was the custom on Christmas Eve for all the people to bring to the church their offerings to the Christ child. And when the greatest and best offering was laid on the altar, there used to come sounding through the music of the choir the Christmas chimes far up in the tower. Some said that the wind rang them, and others that they were so high that the angels could set them swinging. But for many years, they had never been heard. It was said that people had been growing less careful of the gifts for the Christ child and that no offering was brought great enough to deserve the music of the chimes. Every Christmas Eve, the rich people still crowded to the altar, each one trying to bring some better gift than any other without giving anything that he wanted for himself. And the church was crowded with those who thought that perhaps the wonderful bells might be heard again. But although the service was splendid and the offerings plenty, only the roar of the wind could be heard far up in the stone tower. Now, a number of miles from the city in a little country village where nothing could be seen of the great church, but glimpses of the tower when the weather was fine, lived a little boy named Pedro and his little brother. They knew very little about the Christmas chimes, but they had heard of the service in the church on Christmas Eve and had a secret plan, which they had often talked over when by themselves to go to see the beautiful celebration. Nobody can guess, little brother, Pedro would say, all the fine things that there are to see and hear. I have even heard it said that the Christ child sometimes comes down to bless the service. What if we could see him? Day before Christmas was bitterly cold, with a few snowflakes flying in the air and a hard crust on the ground. Sure enough, Pedro and little brother were able to slip quietly away early in the afternoon. And although the walking was hard in the frosty air, before nightfall, they had trudged so far, hand in hand, that they saw the lights of the big city just ahead of them. Indeed, they were about to enter the great gates and the wall that surrounded it. 
when they saw something dark on the snow near their path and stepped aside to look at it. It was a poor woman who had fallen just outside the city, too sick and tired to get in to where she might have found shelter. The soft snow made of a drift a sort of pillow for her, and she would soon fall sound asleep in the wintry air that no one could ever waken her again. All this Pedro saw in a moment, and he knelt down beside her and he tried to rouse her, even tugging at her arm a little, as though he would have tried to carry her away. He turned her face towards him so he could rub some of the snow on it, and when he had looked at her silently a moment, he stood up again and said, It's no use, little brother. You will have to go on alone. Alone, cried little brother, and you not see the Christmas festival? No, said Pedro, and he could not keep back a bit of choking sound in his throat. See this poor woman. Her face looks like the Madonna in the chapel window. And she will freeze to death if nobody cares for her. Everyone has gone to the church now. But when you come back, you can bring someone to help her. I will rub her to keep her from freezing. And perhaps get her to eat the bun that is left in my pocket. But I cannot bear to leave you and go on alone, said little brother. Both of us need not miss the service, said Pedro, and it had better be I than you. You can easily find your way to the church, and you can see and hear everything twice, little brother, once for you and once for me. I am sure that the Christ child must know how I should love to come with you and worship him. And oh, if you get a chance, little brother, to slip up to the altar without getting in anyone's way, take this little silver piece of mine and lay it down for my offering when no one is looking. Do not forget where you have left me and forgive me for not going with you. In this way, he hurried little brother off to the city and winked hard to keep back the tears as he heard the crunching footsteps sounding farther and farther away in the twilight. It was pretty hard to lose the music and the splendor of the Christmas celebration that he had been planning for so long and spend the time instead in that lonely place in the snow. The great church was a wonderful place that night. Everyone said that it had never looked so bright and beautiful before. When the organ played and thousands of people sang, the walls shook with the sound, and little Pedro, away outside the city wall, felt the earth tremble around him. At the close of the service came the procession with the offerings to be laid on the altar. Rich men and great men marched proudly up to lay their gifts to the Christ child. Some brought wonderful jewels, some baskets of 
gold so heavy that they could scarcely carry them down the aisle. A great writer laid down his book that he had been making for years and years, and last of all, walked the king of the country, hoping with all the rest to win for himself the chime of the Christmas bells. There went a great murmur through the church, as though people saw the king take from his head the royal crown, all set with precious stones, and lay it gleaming on the altar as his offering to the holy child. Surely, everyone said, we shall hear the bells now, for nothing like this has ever happened before. But still, only the cold old wind was heard in the tower, and the people shook their heads, and some of them said, as they had before, that they never really believed the story of the chimes and doubted if they had ever rang at all. The procession was over, and the choir began the closing hymn. Suddenly, the organist stopped playing as though he had been shot, and everyone looked at the old minister who was standing by the altar, holding up his hand for silence. Not a sound could be heard from anyone in the church, but as all the people strained their ears to listen, there came softly, but distinctly, swinging through the air, the sound of the chimes in the tower. So far away, and yet so clear, the music seemed so much sweeter were the notes than anything they had ever heard before, rising and falling away up there in the sky that the people in the church sat for a moment as still as though something held each of them by the shoulders. And then they stood up together and stared straight at the altar to see what great gift had awakened the long, silent bells. But all that the nearest of them saw was the childish figure of the little brother who had crept softly down the aisle when no one was looking and had laid Pedro's little piece of silver on the altar. Thanks so much for taking the time to come in and, and do that today. You're welcome, Justin. It it makes me very happy to be able to read that story and to think about the time that you might read that story to your own children. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. And it's, you know, when I was thinking about what to talk about on Christmas Eve, this story really resonates with me because it is one where we can get caught up in this world of who gives the most and who has their names as donors on buildings and all these things, right? And I look at it and go, this story totally depicts it so well because it is not the king who gives the crown. It is somebody who says, this is all I have and I'm willing to give everything. And a lot of the time, you know, it's easy to give financially for some people and for others, it it is really it affects their lifestyle when they when they give and they truly give from the heart, you know? That's what we tried to instill in our children that 
Christmas was not about receiving a lot of gifts, but rather that it was taking gifts as small as they might be to someone who was not in the place where they would receive gifts. No, and I think it's a really important point because it's it's tough, and I find myself even doing the same thing over the holidays where it's what do I need to get done, right, for next year to get in order, and, and you get, and all of a sudden you go, man, I'm really pretty selfish person. I'm really concerned with the things I need, what I need to get in order, and to take the time, and that's why Christmas is one of my favorite holidays is because you can take the time in our busy, busy world when the phone it stops ringing, and you can be with family and really think about other people who are less fortunate and what you can do to impact their lives. And so as you listen to this show today, that's one of the things I leave with you is really, who is it on your heart, you know, that you can impact, whether it be this afternoon, later tonight, on Christmas Day, and that will bring you in my opinion, Mom, I think it'll bring you more joy. It is brings you more joy than it is to receive a lot of money or the best gift because that is fleeting. It really is. Yes, I remember a time that your sister said, oh, you know, I think Justin's too young to learn the concept of this. And we decided we'd go down to the day nursery and we'd find a family And I wanted to find a family that we could actually go out and buy for and actually take the gifts into the home of that family. And I think that's when I first started thinking how powerful it is that parents have the ability to instill in their children this concept of giving rather than receiving. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for... The upbringing I have and you and you look at you know with the cards you're dealt and everyone's dealt a different hand and I'm extremely blessed for the influences my parents had on me and you know that shaped me to be who I am today so I really I really do appreciate everything you guys have done for me to have a different outlook than a self-serving how can I create more money so I can collect more things right and the funny thing is it doesn't bring any contentment if you talk with people. Some of the most miserable people have the most money. Okay, so as we wrap up here, Mom, we have a couple minutes left. Just tell me what your favorite aspect is of the Christmas season. I guess I would have to say going to church and watching you and Holly take part in the children's service and then again listening to the chant service at night. And then the most magical was Midnight Mass. And then going from Midnight Mass to the columbarium where my parents were and laying wreaths on their graves and remembering where we came from. So very important, and, and, and I love it. And it brings a, a thought in my mind that there are soldiers deployed overseas who aren't with their loved ones for the Christmas season, and that we just we take the time to pray for those overseas, our military who are making the sacrifice. And I mentioned that because my grandfather, you know, my mom's father served in the Air Force, World War II, Vietnam, was stationed here at Air Force Base. 
and it's just important because we have we talk about Christmas and Christianity and the blessings we have. It is really because of the men and women who've made the ultimate sacrifice, who continue to make it. And you understand that well. You're down at Army Community Services, director of that for a long period of time. And to keep those folks in your prayers during this season, it's a tough season for a lot of the military families. Isn't that correct? Absolutely, it is. And we appreciate every soldier who has served in the past and is serving right now away from their families at this holy season of the year. Okay, that's it. We got about 45 seconds left, Mom. Do you want to say anything bad about me on air? This is now your time. We've saved it to the end. No, I have an incredible son, and I'm very blessed to have him. Well, I love you, Mom. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I tell you what, my mom was always tougher on me than my dad. And I, as much as sometimes that can tick you off as a kid, I'm very grateful for it because I wouldn't be where I am today without... It's like sports, a tough coach, right? It's tough love that gets you where you need to be. And so I thank you very much for all you've instilled in me over the years, Mom. And I wish you a Merry Christmas. I look forward to everything you're going to cook for me. <laughs> so thanks, Mom, for taking the time to come on. Absolutely. I really, truly enjoyed it, Justin. All right, folks, that's another show in the books. We'll be back here next Sunday at 1030 and again at 1. Have an unbelievable Christmas with your loved ones. And bring the joy into somebody else's life. Thanks for tuning in. Justin Hermes, Real Estate Realities. 305 South Cascade, 719-232-1063. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.